Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legend. Join us as we take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And we are here to talk about Star Wars. The one, the only. So I will, uh, I have a story time because I have to admit this. I uh, work with teenagers for my real job. Ew. And one of the one of them have found this podcast. Oh boy! And they are huge, like they're big and like watching all the Star Wars stuff. Well, it recently come out that I have not seen past season one of Bad Batch, and I got a lot of shame about that. Kept saying, "You have a Star Wars podcast. How haven't you seen Bad Batch?" And I was like, "I don't deal in the new stuff. It's fine." <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've only watched like halfway through season one of Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, season three literally drops here in the next couple days. I'll finish watching it when all of season three's out. I'll just binge the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Bad Batch, like, it doesn't resonate as like Ahsoka did or Obi-Wan Kenobi, like the Obi-Wan show. It, it, I don't uh, think it just it just doesn't resonate with us. See, they're about to get me because I'm pretty sure they're going to show Kanan and Hera beating. Say what? They're going to show Kanan and Hera meeting. Uh Oh, OK. That's fair. See, this is and like. My thing about it is, is like, and no, if you love the show, I'm very happy that you love the show. And I'm glad you enjoy that Star Wars content. But I cannot stand Omega. And it. But. I'll get around to it. I just thought it was funny that I got (laughs) shamed by a 18 year old. Who will probably listen to this podcast and be mad that I called them out. <laughs> well, 
Oh well, I guess. Like I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just thought it was funny. Oh god. Oh jeez. But yes, we are here to talk about Star Wars and we actually had this request uh from one of our comments on Spotify doing another character deep dive specifically over Darth Malgus. And if you don't know who Darth Malgus is, that's okay. We'll get into that in this episode. The tragedy of Darth Malgus the stupid. <laughs> yeah. Not, not really. He's not actually stupid. But... No, he's not. I mean, he makes he does make some dumb decisions. But, you know, it's a time of turmoil in the galaxy because there's when constant... When is it not? Ah, good point. That, that's a fair point. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but let's get right to it. So Darth Malgus. So we start with his early life. So uh, Veridun was a force sensitive human male born in the year 3700 BBY on the planet Drummondkos, the capital of the Reconst... Reconst... What is this word? Re- Reconstructed Sith Empire. Let's go with that word. It's a different word. Reconstituted. Reconstituted. Words are hard for me, and I'm trying to do voiceover work. That's what I'm learning to do right now. Yeah, reconstituted. Ugh, I need to learn how to read better. Uh, Veridun was raised by an adoptive, adopted father, a biologist in the Imperial Science Bureau, and the man maintained a private zoo on a planet other than Drummondkos, with funding within the Empire he collected and studied many different animals. As a child, Verdun tended to the creatures in the menagerie. Menagerie? That's a word. Uh, feeding the animals and cleaning their cages. The young boy also participated in lessons on, all, on the Force with a number of instructors, all whom had recognized with great potential in the Force. Sometime in his youth, a female Twi'lek servant on the estate of Veridun's father committed a minor offense. Although the offense killed itself was meaningless to Veridun, he killed the woman to prove himself he was capable of doing so. His father was pleased by his son's actions and told the Sith Academy on the Imperial Capital World that drum costs of his achievement, Veridun was to leave the estate and train at the Academy to become a Sith warrior. Now, for everybody listening, if you don't know what a Sith Warrior is, it is actually one of the classes in the Star Wars Old Republic MMO. That is where Darth Malgus is from. He's from Swotor, from the MMO. Uh, but a very prominent character uh, through the game, and specifically if you watch any of the advertisement for the game, he's like the number one guy they used next to Basila Shan. Mm-hmm. Or not Basila Sean. Satila Sean. Her granddaughter. Duh. Uh, the day before Veridun's departure, his adoptive father took him on a tour of the zoo to teach him three lessons on personal conduct, deception, and expectations. The lessons which his father crafted through the use of the animals and their behavior had a profound impact in Veridun and shaped his philosophies in later in life. The day, next day, Verdun was taken to Drummondkos, and he eventually became selected in the, by the apprentice of the pure-blood Sith Master, Darth Vindician. Yeah. Um, let's just say, um, if you don't know who a, what a blood, pure-blood Sith is, 
they are an all red skinned species that the Sith based themselves off of originally. Like they were the Sith and then the Sith like culture or like dark side users took the term Sith from them. So on a trip to the Outer Rim world of Geonosis, Veridun discovered a young Twi'lek slave girl by the name of Elena Daru. Upon seeing that Daru was abused and physically beaten by her owner, Veridun killed his master, killed her master, and took the Twi'lek as his own. Although she remained his slave, the two became lovers and eventually came to treat her as a wife. Despite the Empire's anti-alien and anti-interspecies mar- marriage pol- policies. So yeah, the Empire literally hates, they are full, it's an all-human slash pure-blood Sith society. And they're completely, purely anti-alien everything. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and it was thus that after being ex- accepted as a Sith apprentice, Veridun found a new name for himself, Malgus. So that's how he gets the name Malgus after he gets a uh, becomes the apprentice of Darth uh, Vindician. And um, yeah, this slave uh, Twi'lek you will see in some of the promo videos uh, for Swator when it was first being launched. As well as Malgus and uh, Vidishian, you also do see him as well. And uh, yeah, fun fact here too: if you take, if you create a character in Swator and you go do the Sith Warrior uh, storyline, your first companion is a Twi'lek slave, just like Malgus. And just like Malgus, you can she's a romanceable option if you're male. So, there's that, too. Weird. Well. It is and it isn't, I guess. Though, I will say, um, playing as a Chiss uh, for my Imperial Operator uh, class, the Empire, you will get remarks by the Empire specifically about, like, you being oh. an alien. In my Sith, whatever the, like, counselor equivalent for the, the Sith side is, the Inquisitor, I was a Twi'lek in that, and everyone hates me. Yeah, I was, uh, my Sith Inquisitor is a Zabrak. Going with, like, a Darth Maul-looking thing, but I'm, like, suit up in armor, and it's awesome. Don't the, don't the dark side Zabraks, they are red-skinned. Yeah, so the way they did it in Swotor is, um, if you play a Zabrak on the Empire side, you are a red-skinned, just like Darth Maul. And if you play Zabrak on the Republic side, you are a tan-colored, uh, just like um, what's Koth, Master Koth. Um, he's a Zabrak during uh, the Anakin and Obi-Wan's time. Uh, or, um, oh god, what's your companion from KOTOR 2? Um, oh, Barador. Barador, thank you. Uh, you're, like, you're his color. So, next we get to, now we get to the Great Galactic War. So, things get a little heavy uh, years down the road. So, in 
3,681 BBY, the Empire returned from hiding and launched serious attacks against the Galactic Republic, sparking the Great Galactic War. The Edition and his student was among those selected in the participate in the Sith assault to reclaim the Sith holy world of Korriban. During the Battle of Korriban, the two took a Fury-class Imperial Inceptor to board the Republic space station above the planet, landing on the hangar and preventing the station's crew from escaping. Aboard the fighter there, the two disembarked to confront two Jedi that were entering the hangar. And so, and this is the events of the first World War trailer that uh, you can go on YouTube. You can watch all the trailers. You go watch all the trailers. It's like well over an hour long um, thing you can watch. And this is one of the first trailers they did was, so we have Satil Shan and her master at the time, because she's a Padawan, um on a space station and then boom the sith empire appear um they are going to attack by sith you see jace uh who is a uh republic shock trooper who is a complete ba and just was wiping them all down with a minigun it's great and you also do see um a uh oh god what's his name uh he's a smuggler and you can actually get him as a companion um oh he's like a han solo type character yeah and his ship is very generally based off the millennium falcon slash epin hawk Mm -hmm. uh but yeah he's in it he literally takes uh he's dual wields pistols and takes a bunch of sith troopers down and then you see this epic fight scene with malgus vendition against uh satil shan and her master and yeah it it Go watch the trailer. It's epic. It, the fight choreography is amazing. And, uh, yeah, you, you see some pretty sick moves. So, Malgus was surprised to find that his master was still alive. So, his master does get torn apart, essentially. Like, he gets beaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Edition with his failure to prevent the prevent the survivor's escape before decapitating the pureblood Sith as he watched the Sith Armada descend on Korriban. After the battle, Malgus walked alone on Korriban's surface and experienced a force vision in which the galaxy and the Republic burned. From then on, Malgus believed that he would be responsible for the fall fall of the Republic and its Jedi Order. So, right then there, you have your classic Sith um, apprentice becoming the Master by striking down the Master and... He straight up did that. And by the way, Malgus's lightsaber is awesome because he has like literally like two blades um, on the side of his uh, going up from the hilt uh, mm-hmm. where the blade sh- shoots out. And they're like legitimate blades to where you can probably you can cut someone with them. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like a theme that like Sith of that era had like lightsabers like that. Yeah. To where they could use them also as melee weapons, not just pointing laser swords. Well, they're all melee weapons. Well, they're all melee weapons, but like, it's not, you can, uh, even if your lightsaber is turned off, you can like, use it to stab someone. Or cut meat, because you're surviving, or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so in the years following the Battle of Korriban, the Malgus was promoted from to the rank of Sith Lord, and around 3,667 BBY, he was granted the title of Darth. Taking on the full name Darth Malgus, he was selected and personally led Imperial forces in a surprise attack on the peaceful world of Alderaan in the Core Worlds. 
Timon's attack to coincide with the Imperial feint to draw the Republic fleet far from the core. Malgus landed thousands of assault droids and Imperial troopers, accompanied by hundreds of Sith, on Alderaan's surface after the Empire completed a vicious orbital bombardment. And now this is Alderaan, as in, like, Alderaan that Princess Leia is from. Mm-hmm. That, that, that. And uh, you do go to Alderaan in Swotor. Um, each class goes to it. It's part of the base game. And Alderaan is, I believe, is it Onderon or Alderaan that has the Civil War? It's Alderaan. Alderaan has Onderon. the Civil War. I can't yes. remember Alderaan's story. I don't know why. I just can't. But whatever. Go go play go play Sotor. It's great. They they're uh, just announced a new galactic season and they're adding a uh, a stronghold for the mm-hmm. season's reward, which is kind of which is different. So Malgus himself led the Imperials on a march across the planet, burning forests and destroying cities on a trek towards the uh, capital city. However, members of Havoc Squad, a unit of the Republic Special Forces, launched a guerrilla counterattack on the Sithord marched through a valley. Now, Havoc Squad, if you don't know, is actually the squad that your character are part of. If you choose the soldier route uh, for your character in Swator, you are part of Havoc Squad. So Commander Jace Malcolm, the same trooper who Malgus encountered 14 years earlier on Korriban, left his troops against the Imperials, prompting Malgus to defend himself against several Republic soldiers. Seeing that Sith Lord butchering the soldiers, Malcolm launched several rockets toward the Sith Lord. And just, you know, this doesn't end well. Malgus was able to protect himself against the explosions, though they scarred his face, and the Sith unleashed a blast of lightning to subdue Malcolm and the troopers rushed him at Malgus's command, three Siths prepared to execute Malgum, Malcolm, but the arrival of Tilshan, now a Jedi Knight, saved the soldier from death. And this is now the events of the second Swator trailer that we see. And, uh, yeah, Malgus gets real messed up with his face. And, like, yeah. if, you, if you see Malgus in game, I was like, well, he's wearing a rebreather. Well, yes, he didn't always wear a rebreather. Uh, because of this, Malgus um, kind of has a vendetta against Malcolm. Of course, makes sense. Oh, thank you, Kodojo. Alderaan was a succe- section a succession war between two families. That's what it was. Oh yeah, I think I very it's okay. Vaguely I, remember I was, that. Okay, that's why I got keep getting confused because both Alderaan and Alderaan's storyline are very similar. They're both having two sides, two factions fighting for the freaking planet. That's why. Thank you, Kodojo. So, uh, Sith forces were on retreat as reinforcement arrived from the Republic in the system to help the battered Republic defenders. Sean played a vital role in giving hope to the overwhelming Republic forces to the ground. And by the way, during this trailer, you do see um, Satil literally block a lightsaber with the force with her mm. bare hands and it's awesome i remember that uh malgus survived his encounter and was picked up by his perf- personal shuttle frustrated and engaged by the, his defeat he paid little attention to his runes his breathing sounded as a rasp over wood his skin stung like from burns his lungs were damaged lacerations and con- contusions made a grim mosaic of his flesh however malgus felt no pain 
Yeah, because of adrenaline and the dark side of the force. <laughs> the force. <laughs> the force. So the as force. The like force. the bears. The, the bears. Force. <laughs> Uh, so as he departed Alderaan, Malgus sensed the presence of a Jedi within a ruined city on the planet, desp- uh, desiring revenge against those who deprived him of victory. Malgus ordered his shuttle to pilot to turn the craft around and hover over the city. Against the protest of the pilot, Malgus leaped from the craft to confront the Jedi within the city's uh, ruined streets. Upon reaching the ground, the Sith called upon the Jedi. A Zabrak Jedi came out from one of the buildings and recognized him, igniting his two sabers in the process to face him, making his family with Jakai lightsaber combat style apparent. Malgus rushed towards the Zabrak Jedi to engage him, but was cut off from the ground when his opponent used the force to bring down two buildings made of uh, Duracrete and steel. Duracrete being, it's their version of concrete. Mm-hmm. From either side of the street of the Sith Lord and attempt to kill him, Magus was trapped under a foot under a mountain of rubble and used the force to prevent himself from being crushed. Dust made him already troubled breath more difficult. Magus was lost in thirst of revenge and failed to properly evaluate the strength of his new Jedi opponent. With the ev- effort of will, he contained his anger, controlled it, and made it used as a tool to sharpen his power. Using the force, he blew tons of rubble away, and it fell with a crash of adjacent buildings. Malgus jumped over and heaped and landed on the street. So this is coming, I believe, from a comic um, or book. No, I think this is from a comic because there's only one book with Malgus in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Zabrak Jedi was stunned. Malgus again charged towards his opponent and engaged him in a fierce lightsaber duel. Malgus unleashed a blizzard of lightsaber strikes which prevented the Zabrak Jedi to perform any counterattack. The Jedi retreated before the offensive, desperately intercepting Malgus's blow. Malgus's lightsaber traced glittering red arcs through the air, and he continued to push forward through the Jedi. His opponent continued to give space. Malgus soon realized that Zabrak's Jedi was actually baiting him. Malgus augmented the Force Sense and felt a faint sign of presence of another Jedi nearby. This Jedi was hiding in the ruins and was using the Force to suppress his signature, Malgus unleashed a barrage of Omeralian strikes on the Zabrak Jedi and performed a force-augmented spinning side kick and knocked him out of the way. He then force-gripped the second Jedi, pulled him out of hiding, and crushed his windpipe. So he did a full-on force choke and then crushed him. Yeah. Malgus um, is pretty relentless, if you can't tell. Mm. And then yeah. the murder of the second Jedi enraged the Zabrak Jedi and then charged towards Malchus. However, the Sith Lord unleashed a powerful barrage of force lightning, which overrun the defenses of his opponent and began to burn his flesh. But the Jedi staggered towards Malchus slowly under the cover. The lightsaber is taken one step at a time, regardless of his burns. Malchus channeled more power and force the Jedi to his needs, who screamed pain. Malchus's lightning spiraled around the Jedi, blasting the dark holes in his body and his lightsabers fell to the ground. The Zabrak Jedi was ruined by his attack, but was still alive. The Sith Lord took a moment to observe the look of failure in the Jedi's eyes, and then impaled him. He remembered his third and final lesson from his foster father, sometimes where there was an empty cage while rejoining his forces in retreat. Yeah. 
And then following the Battle of Alderaan, Malgus was nursed back to health by Daru, uh, but jaw wounds he received during the battle forced him to don a respirator mask that covered his nose, mouth, and neck. And that's where you get his like signature look, is from <laughs> this battle. Or after the aftermath of the Battle of Alderaan. So during the later stages of the war, Malgus led a campaign against the Republic in the Outer Rim and kept a record of his experiences into a personal journal. 129 days into his campaign, Malgus's forces attacked the planet Alt-Ord, Ramala, Radamala, Radama, Radama, Radama. That's the Ord Radama, which I think it's near. I'm assuming it's near uh, Ordemain Tal. If I Probably. recall. I believe so. Yep. And then Malgus and the Sith Lord Darth Venemuel uh, supervised the landing of the Sith forces of the world. Malgus, Malgus and Venemuel led a, a group of Sith infantry in an assault to a Republic gun enforcement uh, emplacement and that was located based off of a cliff. While Van Meadle and the group of commandos disabled the guns, Malgus led his remaining troops during the mountain pass, and he used the force uh, to roll a large boulder along the trail and donated a number of mines that lay in their way. Once he reached the crest of the mountain, Malgus rejoined Van Meadle's team, and he congratulated the commandos after he le- learned that they had taken out a Republic stronghold. More Sith troopers landed in Ramala, uh, and a few days later, Malgus gathered together his soldiers and gave them a speech to raise their spirits in preparation for an attack on Livinum Mangus, the capital city of Ord Ramada. So, uh, he, he's, he's a pretty busy Sith Lord, if you can't tell. He does a lot. So where Malgus' force besieged a living Mag- Mangus, uh, attempting to starve the city's inhabitants, a week into their attack, Lord Ar- uh, Artis, a rival of Malgus, who sent to Ord Ramala uh, by the Emperor's Advisory Dark Council to provide Malgus with assistance, Malgus was angered by Adris' uh, presence on the planet when he uh, when Adris uh, suggested that they send some Mark I and Mark II Sith warrior droids, to clear a path of the city, Malgus and Vaminal did nothing to do to dissuade him, despite doubting the droid's abilities. So under, under Adreus's orders, the droids attacked the city's southern gate, and Malgus watched the droids were exterminated by the Republic defenders. However, this failure, the droids significantly distracted the Republic forces to allow Vaminal and his commandos to enter the city and blast a hole in the wall. Livin Mangus quickly fell to Malgus's troop, and Adreus subsequently tried to take all the credit for victory, which led Malgus to further despise his rival. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Sith Lords trying to get at each other with every means necessary. Yeah. Of course. And then despite their initial success, Malgus's force was not resupplied, and... Malgus feared the Sith would lose control of Ord Rodama, while the Ministry of Logistics was responsible for providing Malgus's troop with supplies. Malgus's lack of significant influence over Minister Solus Kamir, the leader of the Ministry, to compel her to help him, and instead he sent some requests for resources to War Minister Saris. However, Saris did not respond, and Kamir Kamar 
failed to send Malgus any supplies, and the Republic eventually sent a number of Hammerhead-class cruisers and Tarta-class corvettes to attack Malgus's ship in orbit in of Ord Ramada. And you can tell things don't go well from there. So, from the balcony of the palace in Eleven Mangus, Malgus observed the Republic ships engaged in his fleet and so boarded his personal shuttle and flew off to assume command of the dreadnought Lindworm. However, by the time Malgus arrived on the Lindworm's bridge, the Sith already lost the battle and the watch the stricken Sith horror-class dreadnought plummeted into the atmosphere of Ord Ramada and crashed in the crater of Eleven Mangus. Through the forest, Malgus fought the deaths of the Vermental and hundreds of thousands of the city's inhabitants, and he screamed out in anger. The power of the scream buckled the bridge's viewport, caused the crew's ears to bleed, and also destroy a wave of Republic Aru-class tactical starfighters, or strike fighters, and were passing by the vessel. Realizing that Seth had no hope of defeating the Republic ships, Malgus ordered his remaining forces to depart the system and jump to the heart of the Sith's base. So his scream alone destroyed strike fighters passing by the ship, bled his own men's ears, and destroyed part of the bridge. Does that not remind of anybody of someone uh, screaming in pain before? I'm, I'm referring to Anakin, if anybody... Oh yeah, I guess that does... <laughs> Yeah, but his was I like you know now. smaller scale, but but yeah, um, yeah, uh, Malgus uh, does a lot in um, quite a bit of time within like twenty years. Um, but at that point, uh, I think it's a good time to take a quick mid break. Yeah, let's go to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're good. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things regarding the podcast. It's here we thank our patrons. Thank you so much to our patrons for that support. And uh, if you'd like to help us out and do that, you can go to patreon.com slash holocron histories. You can also help us out by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. Uh, if you leave us five stars and some kind words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Do we have a comment to read today? Uh, we don't have a comment, but we do have a uh, another review um, by All right. 
uh, F wing feather. The Zepho and the Ricotta, five stars. So, uh, he states, the Ricotta are canon, thanks to Andor Season 1, Episode 3, when Luthen gives Andor the Kyber. So the Zepho and the Ricotta are separate. My theory is that Zepho worked for the Ricotta and ordered the Zepho to scout out another galaxy to conquer, but couldn't come back somehow. When they did return, the Ricotta were gone and didn't know what to do. Uh, haven't played the Jedi game, so I don't know the poss- po- this is possible for. Uh, your thoughts? Also, the line between Legends Clone Wars has never been established. The Clone Wars, uh, the home world of Mon Calamari and Mon Cala, both in previous sources, is called Dak. Also, Saj Adventure's story was different in older comics than in the Clone Wars show. A question uh, in Ahsoka Legends. If so, aren't there any comics about her? I mean, I have like one also... Uh, who do you think would win in a cooking contest? Ahsoka, Shakti, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, or Yoda? They're trying to make Sarlacc soup, f- soup from scratch, including, uh, side note, I think the only real Star Wars are the first six movies in the Clone Wars. Everything else is fanfic, at least after Return of the Jedi, including Legends. George Lucas strongly dislikes Mar Jade because it contradicts the rule the Jedi, uh, George set up. To paraphrase, George said himself, there is my universe in the alternate universe where Palpatine comes back to life, where Luke gets cloned, and where Luke gets married. Also, I don't know much. Do you think that Cal Kestis is replacing Cal Katarn? Uh, also, a suggestion that you should have a fake sponsor on the Star Wars universe and have it on the podcast. For example, today this episode is <laughs> brought to you by Zerka. We will defrost Deforest planets give random faceless dust goblins and crawlers and steal money if you file a lawsuit, something like that. You said it a while back that you don't have a, that you had a Swiltor guild or something on the Tashil Shan server. I play Swiltor with my friend. Ooh, that, that was a lot. lot. It was a lot. Uh, was yeah, a lot. thanks for <laughs> the thanks for the review. Um, there was a lot of questions. Um. I don't know about the cooking contest. I'll have to think about it more. Yeah, I, I can tell you about that because I don't think, personally, I don't think anybody, any of them know how to cook. <laughs> well, maybe. I maybe Obi, Obi-Wan I can see. Obi-Wan I can see cooking. They've um, got to teach some kind of survival skills in Jedi training. And Ahsoka I can see cooking. and I can't see Anakin cooking. At least not well. Right. And Yoda, I, I, I feel like Yoda would just eat whatever's on the ground. Because he, he, he eventually lives on Dagobah, so. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, thank you for your awesome long review. I, we all we appreciate it. Um, but, oh, and you can also find us on a Discord servers, the multiple Discord servers that we have. All of the links are in the description below. And you can find us on the other shows that we host. Also, part of those Discord servers. So go check those out. It's a lot of fun. Awesome time. Um, I don't have anything else to add for this mid-break. Do you? I, I don't think so. Okay. I think we're ready to hop back into it. Cool. Let's get back to more Malgus. <laughs> All right. We're back. And now we get to, lo and behold, the sacking of Coruscant. Because that planet doesn't get sacked enough. 
course not. So, in 3,653 BBY, 20 years after the war's beginning, the Dark Council contracted the Republic Senate, expressing their wish to negotiate to the end of the conflict, while delegations from the Empire, the Senate, and the Jedi Order prepared to meet on Alderaan to form a peace agreement. The Sith made preparations for their strike on Coruscant. The high-ranking Sith Lord Dark Angrel was placed in charge of the entire operation, while Darth Malgus was chosen to lead an early attack on the Temple of the Jedi Order. And if you play the Jedi Knight storyline, uh, you do actually encounter Darth Angrel. He uh, is part of your uh, Act 1, um, like, main antagonist that you come across. So, under the impression the Empire would invade Coruscant and proceed to wipe it clean of life via orderable bombardment, Malgus eagerly accepted the responsibility, believing it would be a fruition of his vision of Korriban that foretold the destruction of the Republic. Malgus's attack plan involved him entering the temple, wherein he would distract the Jedi while a force of 50 Sith warriors infiltrated the ancient uh, edifices and destroyed the planetary defense grid mainframe within. Although Malgus requested that to be a preliminary attack sole leader, Angrel insists that Malgus's rival Lord Adris, a political ally of Angrel's, act as the second-in-command overseeing the 50-man infiltration team. Yeah, um, so you can tell, tell uh, Malgus is not happy with this at all. Uh, in the months leading to the attack, Malgus and his team deliberately placed and planned for their mission. The Sith Lord personally viewed computerized models of the assault thousands of times. When the negotiating parties began their peace summit on Alderaan, the Sith's plans were set in motion. Malgus, accompanied by Elena Daru, arrived at the Coruscant proceeded on foot to the Jedi Temple, passing through crowded plazas filled with Coruscanti civilians unaware of the impending attack. The two used the opportunity to discuss their views on the both side of life of the battle and the Force, sharing a passionate kiss on the way. Uh, before reaching the Jedi Temple, Malgus returned retrieved a confirmation from the Mandalorian bounty hunter, uh, Shea Vizsla, that Coruscant's defense grid was disabled in the preparation of the Sith assault. A temp squad of temple security guards attempted to stop the advance, and Malgus advised Daru not to interfere before he quickly dispatched the group. Vizsla, observing the site from a recent face of the temple, looked as the queue to infiltrate the temple via a maintenance hatch. As her Cogley's colleagues strode into the main entrance and this is where we get the third Tour trailer so uh this is probably the most famous of the trailers for the launch of the game because this is where we see 50 plus sith and jedi duking it out mm -hmm. and like malgus literally just walks up like to the main entrance with no effort whatsoever and well, like, and like he does this because he he's taking advantage of the stalemate that exists between the Sith mm -hmm. Empire and the Jedi. Right. So, I mean, oh, yeah, they're all going to peace treaties. So no one is expecting, you know, a freaking attack on the temple. No, of course not. So the second of Coruscant had begun, and while the Sith forces, led by Dark Angle, took the control of the Senate building and killed the Republic's Supreme Chancellor uh, Barokin, the Sith Armada had begun their bombardment of the capital on the command of Andreas. 
who had bypassed Malgus to order the issue or issue the order within the temple. Malgus backed bask in the destruction destruction, congratulating the surviving Sith before tending to Daru. He had Adreus sent uh, for a medical team from the Imperial Medical Transport Stradfast before dismissing him for the insubordination and ordering the bombardment. Malgus watched from the temple's ruined entrance as the Imperial bombers brought the destruction to this city planet, taking the opportunity to contact Dark Angle aboard the battlecruiser Darkness to inform him of the battle. And so all this takes place in the third sword tour trailer that we see we you can go and watch on youtube but we also do get uh a lot of this info from the um oh what which one is the darth malgus book i cannot remember the name of the dark deceived deceived thank you yeah kudojo says in chat malgus it's over when i say it's over yeah correct i i feel like malgus is like the epitome of sometimes the bane of the star wars universe like when i'm thinking about like christopher nolan's bane not comic book bane mm. but the idea of like walking up and being like you know you merely adapted to the darkness i was born in it right right so when the medical team arrived malgus ordered them to take care of the wounded daru included despite her initial protests about leaving malgus aside the twi'lek went to the medics to the said fast in orbit when the sith lord informed her that he would travel to the medical ship once he finished on coruscant adreas approached malgus and questioned him on the fate of the jedi's bodies as malgus believed they had fought honorably he decided to make the temple their final resting place using the faint remaining explosives to drop a ship uh, in the dropship to destroy the structure. As a remaining Sith, Malgus uh, joined Malgus 20 meters away from the temple. He took in all the building's features before activating the detonator. The ancient symbol of the Jedi Order fell in on itself, spewing debris in every dis- direction. Malgus and the others created a wall of force energy that shielded them from the destruction, allowing them to watch the entire process in safety as they cheered. And um, you actually do with... Uh, all the Republic storylines, um, you those four classes, you actually do go to the um, Jedi, te- like the Jedi Temple, ruined of the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And it is ruined. Sad to say. Um, as the battle across Coruscant continued in rage, Malgus's warriors returned to their orbiting warships. The Sith Lord chose to remain in the ruins of the Jedi Temple so that he could watch the Orbital Bombardment firsthand. After waiting for several hours and witnessing a gradual reduction in Imperial forces, Malgus contacted the Darkness's Captain Jard, demanding to know why the Orbital Bombardment has not yet commenced. The Captain revealed to Darth Malgus that the Lord Angrel had ordered the Empire's forces to shift into occupational procedures as the negations on Alderaan was were continuing. Enraged, Malgus quickly traveled to the Senate building where Angrel had commenced the offices of the Republic's com- Supreme Chancellor who had killed who was killed during the initial invasion. While en route, Darth Malgus learned that the Sith leaders had chosen to use the Operate uh, Coruscant as political leverage in their negotiations instead of outright destroying the planet. In the Sith Lord's eyes, this directly contradicted both his purpose and the purpose of the Empire, and prevented his vision of destroying the Republic from coming to fruition. Yeah, Malgus was pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really good read, and like getting into his like 
thought process because a lot of the book is told from Malgus's point of view and like the anger and everything he feels towards the Sith like yes Malgus is a Sith when he's doing this but I wouldn't describe him as very pro Sith Empire in the book no which we will get to later um yeah so upon arrival to the Senate, uh, Malgus was escorted to the Chancellor's office by Captain Rune Neal. Uh, within the, he quickly began to question and charge of the plans of an emotional outburst before the superior. Unknown to Malgus, Adreus was beaten to him by Angrul's command post. An inferior lord's presence made him meeting into a major embarrassment for Malgus. The anger Sith was unpracticed in imperial politics, unlike his two uh, contemporaries. Uh, who hoped to use Darth Malgus's love for Elena Daru and disapproval of the emperor, Emperor's policies as political leverage against him. As their tense conversation progressed, Adreus revealed that he had refused Daru's treatment aboard the Stradfast and instead redirected her to one of the civilian hospitals on Coruscant's surface. Upon healing, hearing his rival called Daru a mongrel, Ma- Malgus drew his lightsaber and crossblades with Adreus Adreus's own angrel ended the fight and sent Malgus away to find his lover, but kept Adreus in his office to clear a showing of where his favor lay. Darth Malgus was provided with the location of Daru's hospital and traveled there immediately to cover his lover or collect his lover. The facility was overwhelmed by victims of the Sith attack and had become undated that doctors, nurses, and wounded spilled over into the hospital's roof and streets outside. Malgus's shuttle sat down in the middle of the street where he met an irate mob of Coruscanti. As the civilians jeered and heckled the Sith Lord, one of the individuals in the crowd threw a chunk of Duracrete uh, at Malgus. Although he was, un- he was able to crush the rock with the force, Malgus was still enraged by the act and demanded who, uh, to know who threw it. Yeah, he, he, he's... Uh, don't, if you see a passing Sith Lord, don't throw concrete or duracrete or anything at them yeah whoever thought of this was not considering their uh a long life no no not at all um so when no one came forward the sithord attempted to disperse the crowd but instead received only pleas in it for assistance in response he emitted a wave force power that pushed everyone in the vicinity away from his violently resulting in more injuries and destruction the path cleared, Malgus entered the hospital and demanded that a nurse directed him to Daru. Upon finding his lover, Malgus removed her from the hospital and carried her back to his transport. While they traveled up to the Valor in orbit, the Sithor contemplated anger on Idris's intent to use Daru against him and found difficulty in recounseling his love for the Tweelik for his duty as a Sith. He was eventually contacted by Darth Angrel, who ordered him to remain in orbit above the Valor, in the Valor, uh, in order to oversee the blockade fleet. Although Malgus saw the job as minimal, uh, he com- compile he complied and remained on the bridge of his cruiser, the Dreyas and Angrel, to handle matters on the surface. The day after the invasion of Coruscant, the fleet intercepted a Dragonfly class dropship bound for the planet. The owner, bounty hunter Ra- Vrath. Zizor informed Captain Jarda that it was possession of information that would be valuable to the commander of the blockade. Darth Malgus eventually conceded to meet with the man who informed the Sith that the smuggler would soon run in run the Imperial blockade with a Jedi Knight in tow. Although Malgus was skeptical of Zizor's claim, he raised the Valor's alert levels in, in 
intensified the scans of incoming Imperial supplies, super freighter, and convoys. When an anomaly that detected within one of the incoming convoys, Malgus dispatched a flight of Imperial shutters to conduct visual scans of the freighter's hulls. Upon discovering a XS stock light freighter attached to the aft section of the Superfleet Dromo, the shutters moved to destroy the craft, but were prevented doing so when the intruder remained close to the star super freighter. In an attempt to draw the XS light freighter out of the cover, Darth Malgus ordered that the convoy disperse so the Valor could get a clear shot. During the commotion, Malgus was contacted by Darth Angle, but put off answering the communication until he finished the space, uh, spice runner. Malgus instead hauled the intruding freighter to order the pilot to power down or be destroyed. When the smuggler Zerid Kor refused, Malgus returned to Angle's communication. The Superior Lord informed him that the Imperial Delegation of Alderaan was received information from the Jedi uh, compositories. A Jedi woman by the name of Iron Lanier had apparently left the negotiations without permission and was in danger of disrupting the immediate peace. The leader of the Jedi delegation, Master Darnala, indicated that the Sith, the Lanier's actions were not to be attributed uh, to either the Order or the Republic, and she was to be treated as an independent hostile agent. And that is also is in the Book of Deceived. You, We actually, like, have uh Aaron Lanier in the book Malgus and mm-hmm. her have a confrontation uh and she does show up back in uh later updates of Sultor uh during the actually from the 10th anniversary stuff that they did last the yeah last year or two is that last yeah I think it was last year uh they added her into the game where because Malgus came back right um and then I think it's it's interesting to me that they like there's no conf- there's hardly any confrontation we get in Swotor between Satil Sean and Malgus and Malgus. Right. I know. I wanted to see something, but we don't. And it's sad. Um but and and then after what we were, I was going over, uh we do get the events of Swotor. So if you want the mm-hmm. events of Swotor, go play it. It's free. Um Yeah, just go play the game. It's awesome, it's great. Um and if you can fork over the cash for one month subscription, you'll get access to all of the expansions and you'll have them forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just have to subscribe for one month and you get access to all the expansions. And then right. once you unsubscribe, you so there's free, there's preferred, and then you subscribed. When you go from sub, once you cancel a subscription, you go to a preferred player, so you do have. Mm-hmm more access than what a free member has but you're still not paying for anything so it's still for the better option to go for right and a lot happens and yeah even like so i w- don't want to go too much into the sword tour stuff because there is spoilers for the a lot of the current stuff uh with malgus and there's a lot of stuff you do with malgus in the game anyway so there's just way too much to go over this in this episode uh but yeah malgus does come back he was mainly used as a promotional character uh for the game including the book because the book did come out before the game released mm-hmm. and um when you go through the game you actually don't fight him until like certain flashpoints which are like essentially dungeons uh if anybody plays mmos they're, they're the star wars dungeons or flashpoints um 
and then he didn't really come back until you you deal with him like level 50 flashpoint then you deal with him again and like a level i think it might be a level 60 or a level 70 flashpoint or something like that i can't remember yeah something like that and then for the 10th anniversary they brought him back as a an actual antagonist like you actually physically deal with malgus again as a legitimate uh, character and actually part of the story for once um but yeah to me it was, it was super weird that like going through the base game and of of Swator, like where's malgus like where's this dark where's this dark uh lord of the sith that we see in the promotion trailers oh right he's a background character in the game sorry what, what? <laughs> so yeah um but we do have a bit of legacy so thousand of years later the dark lord sith uh darth bane wrote about darth malgus in the book of the role of two the author Darth Sidious eventually obtained some surviving concepts of Malchus's journals from an Inquitities dealer and bound them into his Book of Sith, an anthology of Sith historical writings. Sidious found Malchus's military abilities and strength in the dark side impressive, and his apprentice Darth Vader later studied Malchus's writing and noted a degree of similarity between himself and the ancient Sith Lord. Along with Vitiate, Malchus was seen as a being perhaps one of the most powerful sith lords in the history in terms of his sheer strength might and influence which is true because um uh malgus does get a lot of influence throughout the game of sotor mm-hmm. um he actually essentially breaks away from the like from the sith empire and has his own faction that is on his complete own um so yeah it's it's interesting because you actually, uh, through the newer stuff in um, Sotor, you actually, a lot, like, the Jedi and the Sith actually, like, you're part of the Alliance during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, the, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's because of Knights of the Fallen Empire. Um, the Sith and the Republic join forces, and this joint forces deals with Malgus. Showing that he's kind of a threat. Yes. So, um, last but not least, we do have behind the scenes. So, Darth Malgus first appeared as an unidentified Sith in the Deceived trailer to the upcoming video game uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. In a trailer, Malgus was voiced by Jamie Groble, served as narrated through the character, does not have at least one line of dialogue when he's ki- uh, when he kills his Jedi opponent. and Which is, like, he first seen in the Deceived trailer, and his book is called Deceived. Mm-hmm. Totally planned. Uh, Malgus was first identified in an entry in the Old Republic's website's Holonet databank, when features, uh, which features Arabesh phrases such as "friend to Malo- Mandalore," "Yabri," "Trandosha," "Kali," and "first contact." Malgus made appearances in the Hope in Return trailers and was featured as the major character in Paul S. Kemp's novel the old republic deceived released on march 22nd 2011 darth malgus's armor was later released in game in the sith raider armor an armor set purchasable through the cartel system which is you can still purchase to this uh to this day you can buy the um the original darth malgus armor and the new updated version that he gets later on 
Uh, and then during San Diego Comic-Con 2015, Katina Tor, a fan event hosted by Bioware, a clip of several concept arts of a cut scene from Star Wars Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire, cinematic trailer, Sacrifice, were showing Darth Malgus and Carbonite, brought by uh, Thraxen and Arcane before the Emperor of the Eternal Empire, Valkorion. However, besides being mentioned, the character never appeared in this extension, uh, which was released later that year in October 27th. But it was also cut, so it was never made into the game. And I would think Malgus would do much more to, like, not even confront these two brothers because they were very powerful. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, go watch the Knights of the Fallen Empire trailer uh, trailers on YouTube. Those trailers are awesome, too, for Sotor. And you see the twin brothers of uh, from Valkorion and... Um, mm-hmm they they uh they're very powerful yes they are they are very powerful i feel i, I feel so bad for uh thraxon 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 yeah use a good one but arcane's cool too but yeah. yeah that's what we have on darth malgus um oh quick thing uh so to our news uh with the new update that is coming out with the new galactic seasons and everything they're adding actual romance missions and they're going to be adding more oh. romance missions going forward. Uh, right now, they're going to have four. So it's going to be Lana, Arcane, Koth, and... Um, that's a fourth one. I can't remember. You can romance Arcane? Yeah. Oh. You can, if you want to. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you can. They, there's four. There's uh, they're adding. They have four characters. Uh, when the new update goes live uh, later, uh, I can't remember when it goes live here in the next couple of months. I would imagine. Um, but going forward, they actually are going to be adding one to two more characters with these romance missions going forward, which is super hmm. nice. And it's like sweet. I can actually finally do romance missions with Kira, whenever they add her or when they add her romance missions. If Whoa, 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 whoa. They will, because she's great. She's great. Mm-hmm. My Jedi Knight loves her. I mean, mine does too, so. <laughs> See? But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Star Wars Holocron Histories podcast. We'll see you next time. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, and even the Cups Podcast and More Discord. You can find us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories, and even email us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jax's sassy lady Rover, Eric, and the creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to 
to call it, using at falloutrtd. You can send us an email using falloutrtd at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.